You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. It's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, we have Dennis James from CRNA Info on with us. Dennis, thanks so much for being with us here today. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, so why don't you give us a little bit of background of you as a nurse and how you came to be a CRNA? Okay, sure. So I actually went into nursing um, after the guidance of some family members. I have an aunt and an older cousin who are both nurses. And so they were like, hey, you know, we really like it. We really think it's something that, you know, you should look into. So I did, I applied, uh, got into nursing school. And then um, once I was in nursing school, actually a uh, classmate of mine asked me if I was planning on going back to CRNA school once we finished up the nursing program. And I was like, uh, what's the CRNA? Like, I had no idea what he was talking about. So went home, did some research, talked to my family members, you know, who were nurses. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you should look into it. Like, it's really cool. You'd probably like it. And so I just kind of said, okay, well, I know in order to become a CRNA, you have to have ICU experience. So I said, well, let me try to get ICU experience. Um because we had an IC rotation in nursing school. So I said, well, if this goes well, if I like it, I'll try to get an ICU job and see how it goes. So funny enough, where I did my IC rotation in school, they actually didn't have any openings there, but since they knew I was interested and they liked me, they found a spot at a sister hospital. Um, And so I ended up getting ICU over there. Oh, that's awesome. It, it really goes to show to like how the network is so important and, you know, um, how just being friendly with people <laughs> can get you far in life. Uh, so I don't want to date you too much, but I remember when I first started, uh, I had no idea what a nurse practitioner was. Um, and not that you're, that's not you, obviously, but, uh, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I, I guess I'll, I'll go do this. Um, so was it, did you do your CNA a while back ago or was this something recent? Yeah, this is all pretty recent. So I finished up CRNA school two years ago. Um, And so I actually went to nursing school as a second degree student. So I did this accelerated nursing program. My first degree was in biology. So finished high school, went to college, knew that I liked science, um, didn't really know what I wanted to do after that. So I was like, but everybody in my family is, you know, college grad, like graduate degree. So it was like, you're going to college kind of a thing. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, here I am, this, you know, teenager kid. I'm like, well, I like science, so I'll do biology. And then, you know, I I finished up early and then I was like, okay, well now what? And so that's when like my family members were saying, okay, well, you know, you should start, you should look into nursing. Um, So I taught high school science when I first finished with biology. I was going to say, what kind of jobs are out there for biology majors? (laughs) Yeah. So it's pretty much like you can teach, uh, like I was doing. So you could teach, you could do research. Uh, 
yeah so it was, it was pretty much like those were like my two um options uh one of my biology professors was seeing if i was interested in botany he has a phd in botany so he's like oh you can go back to school for that and i was just like i don't think so <laughs> so uh no regrets from you know the route that i ended up going for sure <laughs> That's funny. I'm interested in the uh, psychedelic plants, but uh, not plants in general. But anyway, uh, so you went to CRNA school and then as part of the program, you ended up with the DNP as well, right? That's required. That's correct. Yes. Okay. And then you just graduated a couple years ago. So what are you doing now and, and why did you start doing what you're doing? Okay. Yeah. So now um, I'm practicing anesthesia. I work um, in Houston. So I work at a few different places um, there. And so basically, uh, the reason I decided to do what I'm doing now is because when I was going through the application interview process for CRNA school, I didn't really know anyone. And so I was kind of figuring things out on my own. And I mean, things went pretty well for me, but there was a lot of misinformation that I found out there on the internet and stuff like that. So I said, well, you know what? Let me try to, you know, give back, help other people out who are going through this process because that way, you know, they get the right information. So that's the main thing. So that's why I named it CRNA Info. Okay, and did you find that um, once you got into CRNA school that there were a lot of people that were there that uh, maybe shouldn't have been or people that were afraid to go because they just didn't couldn't find the right information? Oh, definitely. I mean, there's people who I know in the ICU who always say, well, the reason I'm not going to go back is because I can't afford to stop working. So the CRNA school, you, you know, can't, it's a three-year program. And for the majority of the program, if not all of it, you can't work. And so a lot of people are discouraged from that. They say, oh, I can't afford to not work for three years. And I kind of take that and I flip it and I say, you can't afford not to not work for three years, you know, because the return on investment that you get is so great from this. And so a lot of times once they like understand that, you know, bigger picture, then they are more open to going back. And so I've had people that I you know, used to work with in ICU now who, who are CRNAs because they decided, okay, you're right. I need to go back to school and do this. Yeah, it is a good way to frame it because that three-year process really is kind of daunting. And I, I'm sure that you've had classmates who thought that they could kind of work on the sly and bring in a little bit of money and still do the coursework. And, you know, it, it's, very, very difficult to do that in this type of program. For sure. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you can try to work on the side, um, but then it's, then you also have to look at, okay, well, how much money am I actually making from that versus that time that I could have been, you know, studying or whatever. And so I think, you know, people, some people start out with that aspiration of like, oh, well, I can work a little bit, you know, and then I think the further along you in the program, the more you're like, you know what, it's really not worth it because you're also what you're doing is you're transitioning from an ICU nurse 
to an anesthesia provider. So like it's a shift in mentality as well. So, you know, it's hard once you start, you know, practicing anesthesia, especially like in clinicals, to then go back to the ICU. It, it's like, it's a huge shift. Yeah, all of a sudden you're like, well, we should be doing this or that, or I could just, <laughs> you know, I could just order, I could fix this problem real fast. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's it, it's definitely a good outlook to to have. Um, and I, I'm just kind of wondering like, um, as well, how many people really just kind of struggle with that fine line of like, I can do everything type of thing. And I think as nurses, we have that mentality. I know I had like, I don't know, three, four, five jobs go. Every time I got a new job, I would never let one go. I just kept accumulating them and stuff. <laughs> but something eventually has to give in your life. And, uh, you know, we I've certainly as an academic have seen it give for student life because they just couldn't keep it up. And I've seen it given their family life or relationships um, and that kind of stuff. Is that something you've seen as well? Yeah. And so that's something that I, you know, I mentor people about who are looking at going into CRNA school. You know, one of the questions I get a lot of times is, okay, well, you know, what can I do to prepare for school? Because a lot of them are thinking, well, they're not academically going to be ready. So they're like, oh, should I take a graduate class or this or that? And oftentimes I'm like, actually, that's going to be fine. You know, like the actual anesthesia part, you'll learn everything you need to know in school. There's nothing you don't need to like order books and pre-read or anything like that. A lot of times it's the stuff outside of school that ends up tripping up people. So, you know, people have like and some things you can't control right because life continues even though you're in school like life is not going to stop just because you're in school but um you know some people end up getting divorced in the program uh we had a couple classmates who got married in the program we had somebody get pregnant in the program uh you know family members getting sick um finances sometimes can be a big distraction you know people haven't really thought through their plan of like okay how am I going to pay for school and still pay for all like the other life stuff you know your cost of living um, because you're not going to be working anymore and so I think like really thinking through those things before the program starts and like communicating you know to your family your friends like, hey, you know, I'm about to go back to school and like this program is pretty intense. So like I'm not going to be around kind of thing. So that, you know, having realistic expectations, I think helps a lot. Yeah. And having that self-discipline because your friends are still going to come back and be like, hey, we're, we're going out. And you're like, no, I got to get up at like four in the morning tomorrow. I can't go out, um, <laughs> though it's mm -hmm. tempting. Um, but yeah. Um, so tell me about like the day that or maybe it's not that um, memorable, but when you decided that you needed to do this um, as, a, as a business, as a program, like, and just said, well, I, I need to help other people. And what is kind of like your idea of um, how you want to help people? Like, do you do one-on-ones or do you, you know, go to conferences or, or how do you help people that are interested in this topic? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if it's one day, but but there's a couple of days that kind of stand out uh, in my mind. So one is actually when I had my first CRNA school interview. Um, so I went to the interview 
And, you know, I had all this stuff in my head about, you know, this interview is going to be so rigorous. They're going to try to intimidate you, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, um, basically use your first interview as like a test run. Don't be shocked if you don't get in, you know, don't be discouraged because normally it takes people a few tries kind of a thing. So I was like, okay. So I go to the interview, you know, I thought the interview went pretty well. And I obviously, you know, they thought so too, because at the end of it, they said, well, you know, we normally don't do this, but we'd like to extend you an offer. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, that sounds pretty good. Um, and so you like, I got to think about it. Cause I got lots of offers <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you know, I was, like I said, it's my first experience. So I was like, uh, sure, I'll take it. I mean, I had no idea. Like, I mean, I ended up applying to other schools and interviewing at other schools. So I ultimately went somewhere else. But it was just like that experience. Like, oh, OK, so this is how like this kind of goes. Um, and so then another day that stands out is, you know, when I, help, well, I was helping uh, one of my good friends get into CRNA school. And this was like, you know, a multi-year process because the first time around when he was interviewing, I could tell he re wasn't really ready. You know, he didn't seem, um, he just didn't seem, I just didn't get the feeling that he was ready. He seemed like anytime we would do a practice interview, even though like I would give him feedback on it, improve his answers and stuff, it seemed like it wasn't really sinking in, like he wasn't really receptive. There's some kind of, of a block there. And so, so he didn't get in, but then like the, we spent like the whole next year, you know, like reworking everything and like really, you know, planning. And he seemed way more receptive and his interviews got better. And so he ended up getting into multiple programs. And so then he kind of had a good problem because he was like, well, which school do I go to kind of a thing, you know? Um, and so after that, you know, because he kind of encouraged me too. He's like, hey, you know, you really helped me out. You know, you should look at, you know, turning this into a kind of a business thing. And I did struggle with that because it's like, I enjoy helping people. And so it's like, where's the line between like helping people but then like charging money for that, you know? So that's kind of where I I was struggling and I had some hesitancy on like actually making it into a business. Um, but I ultimately decided to go ahead and do that. And um, it's kind of the same struggle I had with going into anesthesia because I say, well, anesthesia providers make a lot of money, but you know, part of the reason why you make money is because you charge these patients a lot of money for your services. And so it's kind of like, well, that was kind of a conundrum for me too. Um, but as far as what it looks like, yeah, I, I like doing one-on-one -on -one sessions. To me, that works better um, because that way, like the, you know, the mentee gets the individualized time. And um, a lot of times it's mock interviews because they've gotten a CRNA school interview but um, I also help out with resume, personal statement reviews. Um, and so that's part of the reason why I wanted to do the podcast was to kind of get that information out because I have a lot of people who come to me pretty late in the process. Like they'll come to me, you know, right before their interview. And um, 
you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can to help them. Um, but a lot of times I, I feel myself, I, yeah, I feel myself saying, I wish that, you know, they would have come to me sooner. I could have helped out with like their resume more, their personal statement more. And a lot of times they say, you know, I wish I had known about something like this earlier. You know, this would have been a lot helpful because a lot of times it's people who come when they're reapplicants. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, it's kind of the bleeding neck thing, like, oh, my God, I've got an exam tomorrow. How do I cram this entire book into my head for, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and and you're right. And I've been on the other side of the, the interview process uh, as an academic, and it is amazing how many people just are kind of walking around in a fog and, um, you know, I can speak for the nurse practitioner program specifically, and they'll, they'll come and they just, they're just kind of like, well, I don't know what else to do. And you're like, that's not really a reason to come to school like (laughs) you might Mm -hmm. want to work on that (laughs) on that mission statement that you got going there but um you know I think that they do lack sometimes that clarity and I also don't think that the person understands um a lot of times when they send in an essay I mean it's not like it's a computer reading it there's a human on the other side of that um that essay that is reading and wants to hear kind of your enthusiasm and your story and you know what's what what is driving you to do this because that piece of it is so so important and it's something that you know I really learned in business I don't think I really understood that before I started my business uh, because I would have written the same essay too just like I want to go to nursing school because it's like no like (laughs) write something human exactly and so that's what I find a lot of times when I talk to these mentees is like okay you know they send me their personal statement and their resume and so I get like one picture but then when I talk to them I uncover all this cool stuff about them, you know, people who are like former athletes, you know, former musicians, things like that. And I'm like, okay, why isn't any of this stuff in, you know, anywhere else? Like, and I have to like dig to get it out. I'm like, no, 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 we need to lead with that, you know, because it's interesting, like nurses, you know, you know this, we don't really like talking about ourselves, right? And so they, you know, they kind of struggle with that. They're like, well, I, I don't want to talk about anything that's not anesthesia related, you know, because I don't want to be viewed as rambling. That's what they're worried about. But, uh, but then they say, well, I'm also trying to find something that will make me stand out. I'm thinking that makes you stand out, you know, and it's not rambling because you can relate it to what you're doing now. You know, a lot of times these athletes will happen is they have an injury, they have to have surgery, and then that's their interaction with CRNA. And so that's how they get started, you know, things like that. So you can make it, you know, you can tie it all together. Right. And it's better than, you know, the the nurse that discovers that CRNAs make a lot of money. So I think I'll go to CRNA school (laughs) Mm -hmm. when they have some sort of personal interaction with the CRNA and they see and they're like, oh, that looks like a really interesting job. How come nobody told me about this in high school? Um, And, you know, again, with the that uh, what you're talking about in terms of someone telling their story or their why is so much better than, again, reading those essays that are like, you know, I want to go to CRNA school because I like to help people. And, you know, I think it's an important role, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's really boring. And nothing about that stands out. And none of it feels real or authentic. You know, the the sports guy that hurt himself and went to 
you know, had all these things happen. Maybe there was a complication. Maybe, you know, this he saw the CRNA like stand up to somebody or, you know, whatever that interaction was, is like a really vital component. Now, in terms of like, inter uh, I'm sorry, not interviewing, but um, resume building, how do you help there? And what is the job market like for CRNAs? Okay, good questions. So resume, a lot of times when it comes to the resume, it is trimming the resume down because I have people that'll send me resumes and they're, you know, multiple pages, three, four, seven pages long. And I'm like, okay, stop. Okay, first of all, the missions committee is looking at hundreds of applications. They're not gonna look through all of this. Second of all, if you already have all of these pages and you're not a CRNA yet, then what is it gonna look like when you finish CRNA school, when you become a CRNA and you start practicing? So I really trim it down because a lot of times they have a difficult time of discerning like what's actually important information. Like what does the admissions committee wanna know? And so I try to help them out with that, you know, and say, okay, look, we just need like nuts and bolts. You know, we need your education on there, if your GPA was good, like at least a 3.5, then I would say put that on there too. You know, we need your current work experience, your IC, your current ICU, you know. I don't need to know that you were in, you know, this other step-down unit and whatever. I just need to know like your ICU experience. And as far as the ICU part goes, I have to help them trim that part down too, because they want to put every single thing that they've done in ICU on there. And I say, look, you know, if it's on your resume and then it's fair game for them to ask you about it in the interview. So don't put it on there unless you're really comfortable talking about it. Because, you know, if you put something on there because you did it one time and you thought, oh, that looked really good on my resume, help me get in CRNA school. Okay, well, when it comes up in the interview and then you don't know, that's not gonna help you. That's gonna make it worse. And so that's what I, you know, help them out with the resume a lot of times is really just paring it down to the important information. And then as far as the job market for CRNAs, I mean, the job market is really good right now. Um, I've talked to a lot of CRNAs who have been CRNAs for a long time. And they've all been telling me the same thing. Like, this is the best time to be a CRNA. Uh, salaries are going up. Recognition, public recognition is going up. I think the pandemic I think that's one good thing that's happened with it is that the actual role of CRNAs, the importance, the value has become highlighted. I think a lot of, you know, not only lawmakers, but hospital systems are seeing like, okay, this is what CRNAs can do. They can do a lot more than what we've, you know, been allowing them to do pretty much. And um, they're a safe, cost-effective option and so I think because of that, you know, the demand has really boomed for CRNAs. Yeah, those are all really great points. Um, so tell me about you, kind of your vision for this business. Where would you like it to be in like, I don't know, three years or even a year from now? Like um, what would be kind of like the big, <laughs> where is this gonna go? Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's it. I think it's just, it's just reaching, it's just getting bigger reaching out to more people, um, getting the information out that, you know, the 
help is available, not just for interview preparation, but also like for application preparation as well, because it's really competitive to not only get into CRNA school, but just to get an interview to get into CRNA school is also really competitive. And so, you know, having someone who's been through the process and can help kind of fine tune things, I think is helpful. Um, and so that way, you know, it saves the applicant time as well, because now they're not having to wait another year for the next application cycle. Um, there are some programs out there that are also helping people have more exposure. So there's a new pilot program that just started. It's called the LEAP program. And basically it's for people who either have previously applied to CRNA school and been rejected or people who are interested in going and kind of want like a boost for the application, you know, because we have a lot of people who say, well, I want to go, but they're worried about their GPA being too low or whatever. And so it's like, okay, if you attend one of these LEAP programs, um, basically it gives you information about the profession, you know, and you get to practice like a couple of hands-on, um, you know, technical skills, things like that, networking, because it's actual anesthesia program faculty that are doing these things. Um, and so that's something that's out there to try to help, you know, get more people in the pipeline earlier too. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I love that. And, uh, you know, so is there a book in the making here by any chance? Because this sounds like it'd be really good bookmaking material. <laughs> you know, I, I'm planting I think, the seed. <laughs> right, right. You know, you're not the first person who's asked me about that. Um, I think so. I think there can be a book. I just need to really just sit down because I have kind of like bits and pieces I've been writing down. I just need to sit down and basically compile it and edit it and make it all, you know, one nice document. Yeah, that's all I have to do for my book, too. Just, you know, write it and edit it and <laughs> publish it. <laughs> Simple. One weekend. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, why don't you tell people that are interested in uh, the CRNA uh, program or asking you more about how you've gotten this business up and running? How can they find you and, and where would they go? Sure. So they can find me on Instagram and my handle is CRNA info. So CRNA info and they can just message me on there and I'll reach out to them and that's it. All right. Well, that sounds good. Thanks Dennis so much for being on the podcast with us. Oh, thank you for having me.